Drogba in der Mitte, da Schneider, Schneider Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Lion's Den, a Galatasaray podcast, done by the community, for the community. My name is Samet, and before we start off introducing my fellow hosts, I want to tell you all about our Discord channel, where we game, watch things, or in general talk about Galatasaray. So give us a DM on Twitter or Instagram under the handle at the Lion's Den GS for a personal invite. This way, we keep away the Fener the Trolls. Speaking of Fener the Trolls, from all across the Atlantic Ocean, give it up for our Manhattan American Yasin. How are you doing, Karadeniz the boy? I'm not answering that. I mean, who, who are you talking to? Emmer, who is, who is he referring to? Yeah, I Am don't I know who he's talking to. Who are you talking to like that, huh? Who are you talking to like that? That's what Yasin's trying to say. What's this disrespect? I'm being introduced as a Fener the Troll? What does that mean? I didn't, I didn't say that. Did you, is that what you got from it? I was just talking about our Discord channel, and then I just uh-huh. moved quickly towards introducing my ho- other host. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, you said speaking of Fener literals. No, no. It's, and then you introduced me. Blame it on my uh, English. I'm not native, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let this one slide. But uh, I'm doing well, bro. I'm doing well. How can I not? Uh, you know, same old, same old. It's it's becoming a repetitive thing week after week. This team is just winning, and it's leaving us fans happy every single weekend. And what better way to spend the weekend knowing that your team has already won and it's now time for everybody else to catch up. So I'm doing wonderful, man. I'm happy to hear that. I mean, you, you sound like it. You sound like it. I wish you all the best. I mean, aside from me teasing you here and there, <laughs> I, I love you. You know that, right? Of course, bro. Hugs and kisses. If there's anything, just private DM me. <laughs> okay. Not about Arda Gular, though, you know. Okay, okay. <laughs> Speaking of, across from Manhattan, we got Brooklyn, uh, our goat, our madman, our very own godfather, Papa Emre, joining wow. as usual, never missing anything. How's business, race? Oh man, how can I, how can I uh, appreciate that kind of intro? I mean, uh, I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking, somebody. <laughs> Why is you your accent I mean? changing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. You know. When I, <laughs> Ever can't control himself. Yeah, the I music. can't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Turn off the music, trouble. Stop it. Okay, you, stop you, it. Stop it. Li- <laughs> and so, as I was saying, you know, yeah. like, I'm doing all right. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm doing great, man. Just like no. Yasin said, uh, it's, uh, it's really nice to, like, you know, come off of a really good and strong win mm. and just watch everyone else fail. Or hopefully potentially fail and you just, I don't know, just lay back, drink your tea and uh, have a good time. You know what I mean? All right. For anyone listening, confused, this is indeed a podcast about Galatasaray. So we'll quickly move on. But first, let me tell you good morning, good afternoon or good evening from wherever you're listening. Go ahead. Take the room. Take the vacuum cleaner. Put on the podcast and, uh, and enjoy. Because today we're going to talk about everything that happened about Galatasaray, the Hatay Sport game, upcoming 
Turkish Cup game, Alanya Spor. And uh, we'll see if we have some listener questions. So let's move on straight towards some news. Last week, we got linked up with Haji Wright. And uh, guess what happened, Yasin? Mm, what happened? Tell me. Well, n- nothing specific. It's uh, Haji Wright is going to Fenerbahce, apparently. Do you know the details? Um, I don't. There's there's a rumor from a source called Nut Spore, and they're actually not <laughs> a typical transfer source like the others are, and it's a bit surprising. They don't get involved with this type of news. So when a big source like them, you know, they they usually talk about soccer after games. You know, they mm-hmm. they have some reputable names. When they make a claim like this for a transfer finishing. It makes you wonder if it's true or not. And what they're saying is Fenerbahce bought him for, I believe, seven and a half million euros plus two and a half in bonuses. I mean, that's a lot of money. And I don't know if I believe it just because it's so high. But I would not be surprised to see Ali Koch pull something like that. They're saying Antalya Sport needs five million euros for um, because mm-hmm. of transfer reasons. I think they have a UEFA you know, restriction or something like that. I don't know if you if you know more details, yeah, but I've heard they, they need 5 million euros as soon as possible. And if anybody's going to give that money ASAP, I'm sure it's going to be Fenerbahce. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know. I'm just happy Fenerbahce overpays. And uh, I feel like uh, Gala made like a diversion tactic into uh, letting them buy another wasted player. Like Jao Pedro? Uh, who? Oh. <laughs> yeah, you probably don't there. remember him because, uh, yeah, he didn't play very often. Yeah, yeah but they yeah. paid a lot of money for him too when we wanted him. It's like I think we do this on purpose <laughs> as Galcerai because they like you know Fenerbahce loves going after our you know prospects. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. Uh, for some reason it all blows up in their face. So I'm starting to think that this is preemptively planned. If you go to transfer market and you tick Fenerbahce and then tick their scouting team, you see Galatasaray. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I they use uh, our Twitter to follow all the news as well. <laughs> Probably, yeah. But anyway, uh, on our side, Guray Vural. It seems I think last week we already mentioned, right? How much we're gonna pay for Guray Vural or not? I mean, uh, I, I, don't, I, don't I don't think remember. it's happening anymore, right? Yeah, because that that was a rumor and. Nothing really came of it. In fact, I think it's related. We can talk about Urchifchi from Sivaspor, if that's okay. Ah, confusing things. Yeah, that's the official thing. Aynan, exactly. We said, Vurda almayalım ya. Aynan. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, we had Guray Vural, we had Aziz Behic as the original rumors. And apparently, according to Ertan Suzgun, who is a tier one source for Turkish transfer news, is saying that we have reached an agreement with Sivaspor for Urchifci for mm-hmm. 600,000 euros plus Emre Tashdemir, which is our left back. Yeah. And um, I'll, I'll go through some details. Uh, well, not that detailed, but some general information about him. Mm-hmm. So Urchifci, for those who don't know, um, he's a left back playing for Sivaspor. 30 years old. He's a left-footed left back, which you know Emre emphasized last week, and I'm sure we can all agree, is a preference for anybody playing on the left side of the field. Um, he's he's known for his crossing and his involvement in our in the attack. Uh, if if you do a quick search on his you know highlights and whatnot, he's pretty good at finding the forwards in the box. So I think that would be a warm welcome for this team. 
Uh, he's five foot eleven inches, or for everybody else in the world, one point seven nine meters tall. Uh, he has two hundred fifty plus appearances in the Super League, so he's definitely quite experienced. He's not just old; he's also experienced, which is huge. Uh, he won the Turkish Cup with Sivasport in 2021-2022 season, so he's a winner. Uh, we're, we're bringing somebody who has the experience to kind of fight through games and finish games. You know, not everybody has a winner mentality in this league, and it's great that we're bringing somebody that does. Uh, he only missed six games due to injury in the last six years, mm. and 14 in his entire career, not including COVID. And the reason why I mentioned that is because the guy that we're trying to replace and we're getting rid of in the process is Emre Tushdemir, who we've mentioned many, many times before. That's a guy who's consistently injured. And that's that's not what we need right now. We need somebody who is a plug and play. And that's what we're man. getting with Urchifche. Don't you yeah. think we uh, kind of like ripped them off? We took their most consistent and we gave them our most inconsistent player. Like... Here, we'll take your brand new, you know, functioning uh, Toyota. We'll give you a broken down hoopty <laughs> from like the 60s. That's what Have I fun. don't get. If we're moving away Emre Tashtemir. I mean, to me, I love Emre Tashtemir. He's good whenever he plays. Yeah, I like him too. But he never plays because he's injured. Sivas knows this. So why are you getting a player like that? That's what I don't understand. Like, and 600,000 euros for 30. Like He's not that old. He's 30, bro. Yeah, I you know, know what I mean. Urchifchi was on our radar before, but wasn't made a priority because Sivas wanted more from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that never uh, went ahead, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a good question. I was wondering the same thing myself. And the only thing that kind of makes sense to me, and I'm kind of guessing here, but it wouldn't be that shocking. Urchifchi has served Sivaspor well for a very long time. He has over 120 caps for them. And he recently actually signed a contract extension with them this last summer. Mm-hmm. So when these rumors were coming up that we were looking for a left back, War Chiefje was a name that I saw mentioned, but I didn't think it was possible because he just signed like a four-year exactly. extension. Why would they let go of him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my guess is it's an honor system between the two parties, mm-hmm. which is War Chiefje and Silva saying, hey, look, I'm 30 years old. I've served this club very mm-hmm. well. I've won a cup for, for, with you guys. We're not winning the league anytime soon. I'm sure both teams can agree on that. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a call from a very successful team in the league. I want to go play and finish my career there. I want to be able to do something different. And Sivaswar probably honored that with respect. And my other guess is maybe in that contract extension, th- there might have been a clause saying, look, I'll extend with you guys for the next four years. But if somebody comes knocking and I want to leave, mm-hmm. please honor it. Which is not, I think, you know, I'm sure we've seen that many times before. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's my guess. And it's a very good deal. I, I, I thought, when I originally thought about World Chief I thought, man, there goes another two, three mil because of Yobanju Kurala and, mm. you know, these, these Anadolu clubs are always ripping the big teams apart with, the, yeah. you know, the transfer fees. So it's a good deal if it comes through. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Adam tomorrow pulls something last minute, but mm-hmm. as of now, it looks like a good deal. Yeah. But... Yeah. Wouldn't you say they're risking relegation? Oh, Lose, yeah. Losing Urchifchi oh, like, like that? Maybe you can tell us better as the uh, Sivas man himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just critically thinking. But. Yeah, yeah, Summit, tell me. <laughs> tell me this. No, if Emre Tarstemir gets injured this easily on our turf, imagine what will happen to him on that potato field. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, it's, it's easy, bro. It's easy. Sivas is just very respectful, honorable people. You know, Sivas people are like that. They're just great people in general. They, they, 
they're fair. So that's how they did it with Uwe Chifchi. And whatever happened, Erdan Timur went to see us on a cold day, you know, went into that room. Oh my God. And, uh, you know, another <laughs> desk he saw and he pulled it out and laid it right there. And we all know how big it is. So it was a non-negotiable deal for uh, Galtzberg. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What's interesting is a lot of fans were actually not that happy about this transfer and the fact that we're even negotiating with Sivaspor. I mean, you talked about how honorable Sivas It's being exaggerated. That whole thing, (laughs) that's so ridiculous. Everyone, like, it's not Rize, brah. It's not Rize level. It's just a stupid mistake they did. They apologized for it when uh, Muslera was down and they scored a goal. Yeah, we know it's that situation. It's not only that. No, they, everyone Riza needs to Chalambai chill with Sivaspor, please. Nah, bro. Riza, Riza Chalambai, he exactly. has a Galsaray complex, bro. He always bitches about anything Galsaray related. Exactly. Oh, okay. I think we should this, move on. That. Honestly, I think ah, we yeah, should move on. What happened? Your ass couldn't handle the oven, huh? No, no, no. There's no oven. And and add, add to yeah, that, right. the Sivaspor uh, president and owner, I think, is a known Fenerbahce. Yeah, right? they're a bit of a cons uh, of supporting well, Fenerbahce. Then, well, what do you expect, bro? Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. But and, not and all. As a disclaimer, like, of course, we're not here recommending and saying that we should not do any transfer business with them. Clearly, we're capable of making a friendly deal for both parties. But I'm just saying, you know, some fans are not upset about it. I think it's silly, but... That, mm-hmm. that that was some talk going around about it. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to shitting on other people, like Hatay Spor, Volkan Demirel, for example, because we've been banging left and right. We've been saving all the goals for the Fenerbahce people, it seems like, because we put in seven to Emre Belezolo's Bashakshir. We put in three to Jorge Jesus, or is it in, in Portuguese? George. George Jesus. Uh, and now Volkan Demirel, another four goals to another Febele. So I'm loving it. And uh, I always thought he has the weirdest like talks and jawline. So he has a lot of things to roast about, but I won't go too much into depth, except for one thing I wanted to highlight. Um, when he actually went to the UEFA Conference League to open up the balls when he couldn't. <laughs> oh, man, I remember that. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. Man, try, dude, he's like this big, you know, muscular dude. He can't open a ball. And then the guy, the paper. host or something Yeah, the says host like, had to like go and open it. Like yeah. he opened it super simply. No, the host I was mean, like, it's even difficult for a goalkeeper. And and, uh, and Volkan was like, it, it don't open. <laughs> 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 and, and I was like, here, give me. And he just opened. Yeah, it opens if you do the right direction. <laughs> uh, what can you expect yeah. from uh, the Aya, man? Amen, amen. Primitive mind. Aya, uh, another more memorable moments, of course, the Snyder goals, left and right. I think I'll never forget those. Bizarre, bizarre. Yeah, 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 indeed. Um, shall we move on to Hatay Spore game? Or the is there anything else game. you want to mention? I think, I mean, before we move on, it's kind of recent to today. I think our U19 team played against Fenerbahce mm. in, in uh, the league game today within their U19 league. And Good point. Th- they, they beat them for nothing, just like uh, their big brothers and Abis. Mm. So that, that's, a, that's a great sight to see. And at that game, you know, usually you see a lot of staff you don't see a lot of players involved too much but 
at that game, we had a lot of our youth players like Emin Baydam, Metahan Baltaja. You even had Kerem, you had Yusuf, and then you had Mertens there as well. The only Yabanja to watch that game with all the young guys and... I thought that was lovely to see. I Martins is constantly proving to us. He's fans such a that mensch, he, man. He's such a mensch. No, he's yeah. such a great oh, guy. No, yeah. For sure. That's yeah. it. That's love nice. the dude. Uh, there's also a few extra news I have. Uh, Olympiu Morutsan at Pisa is doing very well because he scored again today. His fifth goal in the Serie B. So yeah, let's hope uh, Pisa promotes and we uh, we make that purchase option an obligation. So we can get some money out of him. Um, Probably not getting a lot. I think it was like 5.5-ish, if I remember. It's about what we paid for him, no? Didn't we pay like 5 for him? I I think we would still profit like a mill or two. Especially with like anything we buy in euro, we profit from. Especially considering the Turkish lira valuation. So it's like we're investing in the currency. You can look at it uh, that way. <laughs> okay, I guess, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, another stat I saw, which was interesting, is uh, we've collected the mo- most points since 2005 and six, which was 44, as of the 18th match. And after switching to a three-point system, so they've become champions like six of seven seasons in which we reached 42 points in this process, except for 2004 and five is... Uh, What's said on Opta Jan for Galatasaray, which was an interesting one. That is cool. And I think given the difficulty of our schedule, that's even more impressive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So, um, oh, yeah. Can we, I wanted to mention two more things. Um, hmm. You know how we always hype up players in the transfer period. We talk about it. That would be good. This would be good. I just want to highlight how awesome it is. We went from Grilich to Torreira and Andrea Bellotti to Icardi. How amazing is that? Like, what is Grilich doing now at Ajax? What is Bellotti doing now at Roma? Uh, where they left. Them? I'm so happy we got Torreira because I... Dude, I was one of the guys that was not hyped about Grilich at all. I know some of the guys in the WhatsApp group mm-hmm. was super upset for like a week when uh, it was announced that he was going to, uh, was that, you said Ajax, right? It was yeah. Ajax? Yeah, yeah, Grilich. Yeah, and like and people dad. were like, oh yeah, his dad, the, the <laughs> manager, they didn't want to come to Turkey, but it worked out, bro. I love it. I love it. Oh. And below it, bro, Ekardi. Instead of Belotti, come on. Oh, I think we speaking well of Icardi before we go to the match, just have a look on Twitter. Latest tweet of his ex wife or current wife. I don't know what it is, what their relationship is, but there's some good stuff. Like she always NS, shows NSFW, just uh, oh, warning. yeah, not suitable for work. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't open it near your wives, lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I made that mistake. <laughs> yeah, good shit, good shit. I don't know any woman who can look that ugly and that hot at the same time. It's just ridiculous. It's weird. <laughs> I, I don't know. We maybe were it's the Instagram football filter. podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Who's doing we, the introductions for Atai Sport? Um, I, I'll take it over. I'm not as good as John. We're missing John, the coach, who usually does these introductions. But today I'm going to take over. Right. I'll try to rep, uh, replicate what he does. All right. So, Galstaday versus Hatay Sport. We we came out of the gates with a 4-2-3-1. Uh, 
coming in very motivated after a derby. Um, we start with Muslera in the in the goalie position. Our back line consisted of Dubois, Bar- uh, Abdukir and Bardakje, Nelson and Bowie. In midfield, we had the trio of Oliveira, Torreira, and Mata. On the left wing, we had Keram, Akturkola, and Barishumas on the right. And of course, we had the GOAT start at uh, striker, Icardi. And Hatai Sport, they had uh, Yildirim at their striker position. Their midfield consisted of Ribeiro, Bujima, and Abid. Their wingers were, Lo- I can't pronounce his name, Lob <laughs> And Kabi on the right. A for effort. <laughs> Their back line consisted of Adekube, Yilmaz, Ranyas, and Kurekje. Kurekje. And their, uh, oh man, their keeper was terrible. But Edri uh, Kardishler was their keeper. So, in the game, I think we started off pretty well. Very uh, pre- like press-oriented. We found our first goal with Keram in the ninth minute. Um, and then proceeded to find two more goals right before the end of the first half with Juan Mata. And our fourth goal came from Batimbi Gomez in the second half. Sano now, somebody. Batimbi Gomez. Batimbi Gomez. Oh, okay. So I really liked how our team came out of the gates in the first half. A lot of people were expecting our team to be, you know, not as concentrated after a derby because they gave up. People were giving a lot of examples of how um, teams would win derbies and then go on and lose a stretch of games. Example, um, Trabzonspor beat Fenerbahce, but then they, you know, conceded five goals from like two different teams, right? So people were expecting that kind of uh, outcome, mm-hmm. so to say. Honestly, I was looking for to be like another game where we wouldn't be able to score. Um, where we would say, ah, it should have been a 10-0 already. But at the end of the game, we were like 1-0 ahead or 2-1, you know? That's the game I expected. Uh, yeah, we, we, we had insane amount of pressure in the, the first, first half. The first half was the most half I enjoyed the past five years, maybe. I don't know. It was we, just a great uh, We half. broke a record, I think. I don't know. I can't remember what the dates. I guess. Yeah, Mm -hmm. forty-three times in the box that we met with the ball. Yeah, forty-three times, lads. That's insane. Mm -hmm. That's almost um attack in the box per minute, guys. Like that explains a lot. Yeah. So we finished the game off with Mm -hmm. um three point fifty-four xg. Meanwhile, Hatai only had a point fifty-six xg. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like is seeing Mata. I'm still not fully convinced with Mata's play style in this team. Uh, obviously, Mertens couldn't play because he got yellowed last game. So you had to sit this one out. And right. honestly, the stats, if you look at the stats, Mata had like a 9 rating overall, which I think is undeserved, if you ask me. Sure, um, he scored two goals, but how did he score those two goals? It was Icardi mainly. He, he made those two goals happen. And you can argue about him being there at that spot so he could score them, which Mertens doesn't do often. Mertens has its different qualities, which he helps in defense, supports the team, left, right. He's everywhere except maybe less in the box, which you'd expect him to be. And Mata actually does that better, you would say. And hence, he scored the two goals. 
I've never seen Mata being this like weak and incapable of making a pass. I like Yasin gave me like I it, under, like deservedly he did say yeah, I'm being a little bit harsh on Mata, and I mm-hmm. was. But th- this is my reasoning. This is Mata, bro. This is Mata, the guy that won every single trophy there is to win. You know, and when you see someone at this caliber, at this cl- we say form is you know temporary, class is permanent, right? Mm-hmm. What the hell? Like he couldn't make a single pass forward. He'd taken too long. He lost so many balls. And it, it's like it's disheartening to see because I this Mata played really well. He like form wise, he was better when he first came against Istanbul Sport than he is right now. Like, what happened to you, bro? You had a whole World Cup to get in shape. Like, what what happened? Like, I'm I'm like expecting way more. Maybe my expectations are a little too high, but I don't know. Yasin, do you have anything to say about like that? Like, I know you were mad at me, but like, what what what's what do you think about that? Now that you have like <clears throat> a point of reference where I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely understand the criticism and I agree with it. But I again, I think it was a bit harsh. And even what I read after the game from a lot of fans, I still think it's harsh given the scenario that he was in that game. Um, and just in general, Juan Mata, how many of you guys really thought he would start this game? I, I personally didn't st- think about it. You guys heard me on the last podcast. I said... Yeah. You should probably start with Sergio out front, and, you know, in, at the camp position. And if you didn't guess that, you probably would have guessed maybe Yunus to start in that position. Or maybe you would have thought about a trio of, you know, Lucas, Berkan, and somebody else. Either way, Juan Mata didn't seem like a starting caliber player. Are you forgetting player. about someone else? Ankara Messi, Ankara Messi, Ankara Messi. Yes, I clearly did forget about Ankara Messi. Yeah. Yep, that's yes, right. You, you, He's a Cara Dennis boy, just like me. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> but yeah, um, why did you? I, 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 why did I, I, you forget I about like him? that? I I don't know because the kid barely plays, and it's unfortunate. But um, why you know, do you think that I, is? Yes, we'll get to that. I just want to quickly talk about one month, if, <laughs> yeah. if that's okay. Sure. So right, so right. I'm just gonna defend him a little bit, if that's fine with you guys. Yeah. So Emre said that he lost the ball a lot, and I agree. He he made a lot of missed passes, but if you look at the statistics, Juan Mata lost the ball ten times playing. The center attacking midfielder position and that's normal you know you you make a lot of more you know difficult passes you need to make a critical pass so it's just in general more difficult so the chances of you losing it are higher you're surrounded by more players of the opposing team he had 10. Budish on the wing also lost 10 balls Kedem on the wing lost 16 possessions Sergio who played in a deeper safer role lost possession 12 times so two more than Juan Mata so from a statistical perspective, Juan Mata, yes, he lost. He wasn't great, but he wasn't abysmal by any means either. Number two, I didn't think his supporting cast on the wings were excellent by any means. Mario, Car- Mario Cardi is excellent up top. He's, you know, I said it during the chat. I said he's a complete striker. You know, not only is, does he make the runs right, not only does he a great finish, but he also helps the players behind him and to his side. Okay, but Budish Alpet and Kedem, there, we'll we'll talk about them in more detail. But they were played they're, they're, as strikers, though. Like Okan Buruk deliberately told both Kerem and Yulmaz, go inside and go up top. And Dubois and Bowe were basically our wingers the whole game. Right, and like both. That's a great point. Budish Alpen and Kerem are both players that you've seen play as either second strikers or strikers. That definitely applies to Budish, as you saw against Fenerbahce. 
And Kerem, under different managers, has played basically a second striker role. I think on, under Fatih Terem, he was like that. So they're not your very creative, give and go, pass, you know, let me help my midfielder type player. So I think Juan Mata had a greater challenge in that regard. And let's be honest, the guy is old. He has been consistently playing for a long time now. Sure, Mertens is older and Mertens runs the pitch more. He does, he He's more careful, but Mertens has been playing consistently at a high level for a long time under mm-hmm. Napoli before he came to us. That's not the case for Juan Mata. In my opinion, Juan Mata, the, w- the way that we should use him is in the second half, if we're attacking, we have the momentum, we're, we're touching the ball, but we're just not making that decisive pass behind the defenders that we need. That's when you put, throw Juan Mata in there for his magic, as we always say. Mm. In this game... I'm not sure about the decision to start him, but with that said, to wrap it up, I really respect Okan for starting him because what better time than now? Juan Mata is an excellent player to have in your team. We have him on a one-year deal. The second one's not guaranteed, but his his presence is huge to this team, and you need to keep players of his caliber happy. Your number he one touched every t- player. I mean, he he gives opportunities to every player, like. There's a whole cohesiveness uh, where everyone is just ready to go in and play ball, no matter if they're on the bench, no matter mm-hmm. if they are going to play for the cup. Everyone just gets their opportunity, except for Yusuf Demir. But I don't know. Well, yeah, dude, just championships you have to give vibes him. all over. And for the people Mata. that don't get the opportunity, I don't mm-hmm. think it's an issue of Okamburu, the team. It's probably an issue with your attitude and how you feel about things. And that's what I, I don't have know to say if, to I don't, those I don't people. Know if, I don't know if I agree with that part of it because Seforovic is also a player who has not been spelled on the field and I don't think his because attitude... he was not a, good enough. Right. He, was, he wasn't good enough. there were better people. But on the 10th position, I mean, we've seen Yusuf has talent. So instead of Mata, he could have been the person to start. And I think the main but, reason he did not start is probably because he thinks too good of himself. Someone oh, I think you're hating. So, I'm not hating. hating. I'm not hating. You're, you're hating. That's what you're no, doing. But you're hating. Do you remember when he came to the airport and the reporter was like um, speaking in Turkish, didn't respond. Then he moved, switched to Turk, uh, to English. And then he gave this cocky, I'm Turkish. Ben Türküm. Türkçe biliyorum. Not even in the correct way. Okay, that, that attitude that, that, just for me says a lot. Like I... Uh, I can feel people, and I feel I'm feeling Holly Davijola vibes from him. All and it's a waste people. of our six million euros, if you ask me. And the only okay, way I'll to remember, fix I'll this that. is mm-hmm. to loan him out to get his ass with back to reality. Because sure, you played with Barcelona, but that doesn't mean you are good. You got to work don't, hard. Don't don't you're using that against the kid, in my opinion, right now. Look, he's 19 years old. The, Coming from Hence the, the Austrian league, La Liga, to now the Turkish league, that's not an easy transition. And look at the players that's ahead of him. You know, he, he's, I think he was one of our last transfers on deadline day or whatever it is with like Mata and many others. He has the least experience coming in. There's a lot of pressure to do well. 60 million euros is not a lot of, not little bit of money. It's a lot of money mm-hmm. for a 19 year old. And the expectations are incredible. And like I said, you got Mertens ahead of you. You got Juan Mata ahead of you. You got Yunus ahead of you. You know, there's a lot of players in front of you in the pecking order. And that's that's not going to be easy to, you know, try and get over and move on from. Especially when 
like you said, you know, he's coming from a big background. His, his, his confidence is high. He definitely has a little bit of cockiness to him, but that's not the end of the world. You shouldn't hold that against the kid. But what I do agree with you is he should be loaned out. And I, that was actually part of the rumor with our approach for Haji Wright. Mm. You know, not to backtrack now, but I think our original offer for Haji Wright, the rumor was 5 million euros plus Yusuf plus Ross plus, plus I think Emre Tashdemir. On loan. Plus yeah. the keys to the claw bashka, like how do they steal armor, bro? What else? Yeah. I mean, listen, it's not like we were giving all those players for free. It was going to be loan offers, right? Maybe I'm going to touch them to keep, but why would we give five million plus Yusuf on a permanent deal and Ross, who just invested money into? So I believe those are probably loans, and they didn't like it. Whatever, that's a different story. But clearly, I you know he does need experience to play and. If he's not loaned out now, I think a loan move for next season will be a good idea, depending on how the roster looks then. But, I mean, um, listen, yeah. can I ask you, what is his actual position? You guys are saying he should he could play in Mata's place, but isn't he like a naturally a winger? And when no. he came, oh, yeah, no. dude, that's what he played in no. Barcelona. That's what I remember. Yeah. Bro, what do you mean? Yeah. No, I he's watched not Barcelona. a winger though. He he's to me, he's not a winger. Like no way. Rashitska is a winger, and we've been complaining about wingers a lot and said, finally, a real winger. If that's Yusuf what you're saying, yeah, I agree with you. Winger. I agree with you. I, I don't see him being a winger. So why did he, like, I don't know why we transferred him if we're not going to play him in midfield one. And dude, I, honestly, sometimes I feel like he has this complex that you're saying, Summit, like, oh, I played in Barcelona and stuff, you know, now I have to come back to Turkey of all leagues to play maybe he does think like that maybe that's why he's not seeing as much uh why do you think okam wouldn't give him a chance there, i don't know th there must be a reason like that there's no other way uh, i mean again i also like dude he, the guy i remember that interview so i had the guy speaking to him in turkish he's not responding and then he's thinking oh maybe he doesn't speak turkish he starts speaking to him in english and then the dude goes i speak uh, turkish why are you speaking to me in english like bro are you stupid or what the guy spoke to you in Turkish, you didn't answer. It's just, you could feel, like, not good vibes like, yeah, when he came. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It felt that's like he thing. didn't want to be there. It's All weird. Right. I, I'd like to move on. Honestly. Oh, I, think, I, think, I, I think we're exaggerating. And it, uh, and he's, had, he's had chances. I don't know what you mean by he hasn't been given opportunities. He, he played in the friendlies. He played in the league games, even though it was a few minutes. You know, what do you expect for him to play 45 minutes when all those players I mentioned before are ahead of him and we're a lot of our games have not been four or five nothing let's not get too ahead of ourselves we've had a lot of one nothing or you know one goal difference games up until now let's not let's like get ourselves back to reality here what are you going to do throw on yusuf demir a 19 year old kid to win the game for you or are you going to put on mata or are you going to play sergio or are you going to play mertens in that position we are you going to switch it to forwards in Bayram, uh, in, <laughs> enough if he's okay, not but ready Emin to Bidem play those has games. experience, and there's Emin Bidem doesn't have three class players ahead of him. Yes, like and if Yusuf he's not does. ready, if he's not there to play, why are we spending six million on him when we could have spent it's that money? It's a long term money? investment. That's yeah, what that's, I thought, that we, I, I thought I, we discussed. I agree this. with Yasin. Yeah, it, it, the six uh, like 
It is indeed we, to try out his talent. Long term investment, dude. Yeah. Anyway, Emma, is that not what we discussed? What, what you will you buy a nineteen year old to play him in the starting lineup today? Is that what you do, bro? We have way too many people that we need to produce and sell. You know, I like I don't want him. Do you do, you, do you not talk about Yusuf Demir when people complain about Gaza not making long term investments with young that's players? Not, don't oh, you? We're making you, investments, but that's what I'm saying. So I think we have too many. I'm like I don't want another situation that we had. From last year, where we have too many investments and not enough people, you know, that can actually carry the game when needed. You know, uh, it's, 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 it's not going to be ready. It's a cohesion of all things. It's not only. And I one agree with thing. you. I think he should be loaned out because there's no point of him sitting on a bench. You know, when he has a lot of, I think he has. But potential. next season, we play. don't know. Mata might not be extended because his contract is one plus one. Mertens, I'm exactly. pretty sure, will extend because, yeah, it's one plus but one you as guys, well. But you Mertens, just said exactly. he's not a winger, but we don't know if he can play number 10 either. Like, I don't know if he's going to play number 10. You know, we'll see. Play. We'll see. I mean, who thought that Butterish was going to play striker in the beginning exactly. of the season? Exactly. There, Emery, up until like a couple of weeks ago, you were criticizing that idea. Things change. And what? Criticizing okay, what? Butterish playing striker. The idea of it. I didn't really... So, com- Yes, you remember. did. What did I say exactly? <laughs> you were you were calling out people for saying that he should play striker, and like I'm, I'm just saying that things can change as we've praised Okan Buruk for being able to do. He's played winger. He's played number ten. When we talked about this when we transferred, and we're not really sure what his best fit is. And I agree with you guys. He's not a true winger. But let's see what happens. You know, I just don't know why in January when. This kid has barely played because there's so many players ahead of him when we've had so many games are to the last minute. How many games have we won last minute because of Gomi Savior that you're, we're complaining this kid's not playing? Come on, guys. Ankara Messi, Ankara Messi, Ankara Messi. Ankara Messi, yeah, you were expecting him to be Ankara Messi, bro. Like, not from day you, one? Come on, adjust your expectations. Bro, say, you that. That's the sound bite from day one. <laughs> it was it was for fun. Also, let me, yeah, let me, let me reiterate. I, I, I don't recall saying anything about Butterish. I even said, I think, after the... Okay, I'll pull the, the, the receipts, game. bro. No worries. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, pull I'll, this put, one I'll too. put the recording <laughs> in this, this one uh, too. episode. Exactly, pull the <laughs> other one too. I did say he's a better striker than he's a winger. I did say that. I recall... Saying that actually. Okay, we're gonna check the receipts. Go ahead, you'll, check you'll it. You'll hear it on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> but let's I, move on, yeah. please. I, I, this this I hatred is Yusuf too much. Demir, bro. Uh, in Jesus general, Christ. man of the match against Hatay Sport Boys. According to Fought Mob and uh, Sofa, it's Mata, but no. hell no. No. It's 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 Torreira. Torreira or Ikari? I'm gonna say Torreira, man. Uh I'm I'm in between Sasha, Torreira, and Icardi. Everyone was... Dubois was also amazing this game. Um, yeah. Above his normal place, what I, we've noticed. Boe's been solid, and he's been consistently bro, he's solid. Me, he's always good. So he's I, I, like, like, always I'm pushing good. him to the side, bro. He's like just solid. Yeah. Like, he never lets me down. And to me, Dubois, Icardi could have... like If he scored, he was man of the match for sure. Uh, that's why I have to go with Torreira. But... Uh, yeah, Icardi was just amazing. I, I mean, I'm just sad our team didn't supply him more and better because he was pissed about that himself a bit a few times. That's well. why I was saying I don't like Budish at winger, bro. Because you guys watched the first half. I'm sure a lot of people will, will see what I'm saying. This kid he is had just... a few good passes. Just... Just I, I can recall one good pass that Icardi was just slightly late to. Mm-hmm, right? Exactly. But like he had way too many... like times where he didn't pass the right time 
And he mm-hmm. took shots from like irrelevant spots and he would just like, like, dude, he would like shoot it out of the damn stadium. Okay. I like when he's always making uh, runs behind the defense or, you know, he's just, you know, playing like a, a number nine, bro. I don't know. He was great against Fenner, but I don't expect him to play there all the time mm-hmm. in that sort of uh, role. Well, the but thing bro, is, against know- Hatay Spor, you won't have a Potashumas running behind the defense. That's also Hatay true. Lying deep, they parked the bus hard. Like that's why I was expecting Yunus to play. That's why I wanted Yunus play. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. the one that opens up defenses like that. So I don't know. I didn't really like the butish uh, starting. Yeah, yeah, I, I see. Yeah, 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 for sure. In a game where we have control and we're the ones that are in their half, we don't exactly need what butish is really great for. Which you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head for. You need a guy who's going to be able to hold the ball and make smart decisions and find the players that are making the runs. And that's not exactly what Budish is known for. So I think Accardi definitely got frustrated with uh, Budish many times that game. Um, and I think and we saw that, right? And also Kerem. is Kerem. You know, he's been like that. It's less of a surprise. <laughs> yeah. And Kerem is actually like... Yeah, he scores the goals. Like, you can't really complain too much. If you want a player better than Kerem... That's his age, you know, that's Turkish. Good luck. Because there's a good chance that he's not in this league right now. He's that you're you're getting into Cengiz Under zone, right? Who is worth 35, 40 million playing for top right. European clubs. So yeah. I am thankful for Kedem. I will criticize him when he makes mistakes, but the guy deserves his starting spot. He plays, he's matured incredibly, and he's just getting better and better. So And it's not to say Butters was bad. Listen, like Let's yeah. not give that express like you know impression. I, it's just the 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 thing that Icardi got pissed off about is how many times, um, Butters screwed up passing the ball, shooting the ball, not passing in the right direction, or leaving it to someone who was open, taking the most idiotic approach to getting into the box. That's what people are probably upset about. But like his positioning and his help with the team is actually improving, and I mm-hmm. and I like to see that. I yeah. really yeah. like seeing that. Dubois and Kerem. How they divided the field between each other was perfect. Like Dubois didn't interfere with Kerem's uh, positions and the other way around, which Bowie and Barishal Parirmas wasn't that great. It was still okay, but you could see Kerem and Dubois positioning on the field. They split the field perfectly between each other. That ball wing was amazing for them. Um, so yeah, and I think maybe. Barish could improve that with Bowen. What did you guys think about Dubois at uh, defending? I know attack-wise, he was actually pretty good. We finally seen a left-back make an assist, a, a decent cross or a pass. <laughs> finally. Yeah. You yeah. know, okay. But I think Dubois has a little bit of a, a little issue with returning when he goes up to field because we, ha- we gave away quite a bit of attacks on his side of the field this game. I they mean, caught like... Two, three chances that Muslera saved, okay? So it's hard to judge. That was very it's hard concerning. to judge because we because both Dubois and Bowie didn't play as left backs. They played as left wings, honestly. But and Bowie has no problem going back, unlike Dubois, right? Yeah, and, and that's why we love Bowie, right? Exactly. Bowie can play that that type of game. I don't know if Dubois is that 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 fit. I mean, he's not making me miss Van Anholt because we still concede you know, plenty of attacks from his side as of late. Mm. But I don't know. I, that was quite concerning because during that game, bro, it was like 1-0. 
it could have been one one at points two one. You know what I mean? So thank yeah. dude, Muslera, man. Well, I don't know. Knock on wood, this man has been great. This this season he's been fantastic. Do you remember what Muslera did against Hatay? He saved the ball? No. Like three he, times. Like there was this um position Dribble where pass a defender yeah I mean, on the oh, half yeah, of the field yeah, yeah. almost yeah. he dribbled past that, that takes balls i was scared honestly that's why he's el capitan that's, that's musletta fever i, I still yeah. remember the time he did that against eto and like midfield yeah. in, when he was yeah. playing for uh, antalya sport exactly that was crazy yeah. um, and he always does it successfully right yeah uh yeah i think so I can't what he continues to. I know. But um, if you don't mind, I just want to quickly touch on the Leo Dubois, you know, defending aspect, which I think is valid, but there's reasoning for it too. So if you take a look at who he's surrounded by, right, at left back position, to mm. his right is Abdukin and Bardakju, who often likes to press high and be behind the striker's back, right? And I, if you pay attention, you know, I love Abdukin and Bardakju. I think at two and a half, two, 2.8 mil, he's been an incredible investment. I think he's done way more than anybody could have expected. But a lot of times, he's sometimes late to that. The defender, the the striker would flick it over and he's, he's, he's having to catch up and sprint back instead. So, that's not great for Leo Dubois at left back, right? That makes it a little bit more difficult to cover that left side of the field. Number two, look to his front. You have Sergio Olivero and you got Kedem. Kedem, as great as he is as an attacker, he's not the best at tracking back. And we've seen issues with that between Kedem? him and Marcao. He was amazing in the Fenerbahce game in tracking back. Kedem has no, no, no. He's one improved. of the best at he's tracking a, back. I, I think he's improved, but mm -hmm. in general, in I don't general. think he's the best mm -hmm. at it, right? Mm -hmm. And then you got Sergio Olivero, who is playing, you know, next to Lucas. He's, he's not a CDM by any means. And Olivero, he's, he's yeah. not the <laughs> <laughs> Olivero? Olivero again. <laughs> <laughs> I might just have to accept you guys have to accept it yeah, at this sure. point. <laughs> but um he, he's not the best at tracking back either. So he's he's yeah, surrounded by a lot of players who give him more responsibility than he would normally have. And at the end of the day, he's not a left back either, guys. He's a right back. No, obviously so, we know that. We're like we yeah, yeah, yeah. So for that. Yeah, so I'm just I saying, know. like, I, I agree with the criticism that our left side is ex a little exposed, that. but it's for reason with you know fine reason and that's also why we're looking for a new left back too mm -hmm. you know so it, it is what it is I'll, but i'm glad that we're addressing it i, I feel sure. like we definitely missed mertens this game and let me say why because some like mertens is um, for his age man this guy can press mm -hmm. well i don't know if it's just being a small person you can just last longer physically <laughs> what is like that? i don't know yeah, What's I mean, look, look tall people, right? Tall people, they, their legs give out much more quick, right? Um, but like, when you're um, smaller, I, no, it's go okay. look it up, dude. You're the science guy, my man. Yeah, same with your heart, bro. <laughs> if bigger people have heart issues later in life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Tall people right, can't run as fast as... No, no, not as fast. I say the legs don't keep up with them as long. All right, sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ, someone always trying to bend what people say. Not sure, no. <laughs> now I forgot Continue, what I was going to talk about. <laughs> cut, cut, the Mertens, music, cut the music, cut the music, cut the music. Okay, Mertens. Okay, our pressing wasn't as good. I found that Mata, like people got around Mata, pushed Mata over really quick, man. I feel like that's another reason why um, we did concede quite a bit of counterattacks. We didn't, we didn't have that pressing... Uh, that that strength there 
And also, dude, I don't know. Mertens is just solid when he's playing number 10. He's given passes. I like I bet McCarty missed his bud that last game. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean Mata's not known for that. But again, you gotta credit the guy for being in the right place at the right time. Not once but twice. So again, that's not lucky. That's that's knowing what he's doing. And you know, he he lost the ball many times, but he tracked back. He you yeah. know he kept his head up, and that that's all you can ask for from a guy who's not starting for you. I don't want to sound like a Mata hater here, bro. No, I, I love Mata, bro. But I'm just yeah. saying, like we did, kind of like like he's not in shape. He's not ready to play. It just we definitely miss Mertens this game. That, that's, that's what a I'm fact. saying. That's a fact. Like this yeah. game ended four 0 but I'm telling you, if Mertens was playing, it could have been like five six 0 maybe even more. I don't the know. The first half we gave them no breathing room. The pressing, yeah. the amount of times we were in their box, just beautiful. Loved it. Loved it. Speaking of press, before I forget, Summit, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but we mm-hmm. have to talk about the fans. Like, oh, yeah, this was yeah. a Friday game. Friday game. So sold out, and. That's not normal, first of all. For a weekday game, that's not normal. Usually weekday games, you see like 35, 40. It says 40, but it's actually 30. This was sold out. And if you look at any single video from the game, the atmosphere, it's full stadium. People are involved. I I watched videos and vlogs of people who were at the stadium. They're saying this, like, imagine the Bashak Share away section multiply by across the entire stadium. Nobody shut up. They were doing waves throughout the game. People were doing the light show. People did not be quiet the entire time. It was loud. I hate the light that- show. At 60, 70 minutes, <laughs> just shut up, man. <laughs> but I'm um, such a boomer, bro. He doesn't like new stuff. Some woke shit, light show. It, what is it looks this nice. with their phones it looks nice. and shit? If, if, if you were Michelle a player on the field, summit, Light it on summit, fire, you- bro. Listen, I that, miss that's that. true. I yeah. miss the flares, mm. man, big time. Mm. Yeah. But we're not allowed to do that, right? I mean, technically. Because of one club <laughs> who burned their own stadium <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But th- that pressure, man, that you're praising, that's also thanks to our fans. And I, I hope that's that keeps up for the rest of the season. Yeah, I was that surprised. Was I checked for tickets uh, to see if I could buy someone. One of the listeners were checking with me uh, mm-hmm. because I sold my own combina uh, back to the club mm-hmm. so other people could wow. go. And it was all sold out, so it was hard. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. So, um, with that said, do we want to move on to the second half? Yeah, if there's nothing on the first half, we can check uh, which we, uh, players I think came we went. in. Exactly, I was going to say that. So, in mm-hmm. the second half, uh, we had four um, people come in. So, Bafatin B. Gomez came in for Keram in the 71st. This all happened in the 71st minute. But, uh, Gomez came in for Keram. Rashissa came in for Oliveira. Barkan came in for Juan Mata and Yunus Akyun came in for Barish Alper Yilmaz. Um, and then after six minutes after the um, changes happened, Bafa Timbi Gomez scored off of Yunus uh, uh, an assist by Yunus. So what do you guys feel about that? Okan Buruk is getting performance not just from his first XI, but he's also getting performance off the bench. This is you need this in a championship race because all your player, your XI is not always going to be there. Mm-hmm. You're going to need your bench, and look, look what's happening. He's getting performance from his bench from Buffettin B. Gomez, guys. This man is almost 38, and he got I don't know maybe 20 points of the amount of points of uh, what 42 points. I, I'm going to say like 20 points is from him, 21 or something like that. Yeah. Legend, what do you guys man. think about that? Legend. 
he he is so so important to this team this year i mean how many guys can you find of his caliber of his character to be accepting of a bench role and when he does come on he does what he needs to and more i mean guys like this is this is what we were talking about when we transferred him in january right you know he's coming back he's old people criticize it but this is the gomis that people wanted to see and we're waiting to see and now we're seeing it under okamburuk he, he has no complaints he he gets along with a lot of the younger guys he's always complimenting the younger guys when they improve on social character characteristics or whether they improve on field you know the way that they play he's just like a big brother to all of these guys and he has the experience too what more can you ask for he's he's won championships with this team he's proven legend scored goals broke records came back and he's helping again i mean and sometimes you buy character a character for the dressing room yes. i was gonna say summit like oh, i think we have the best character for a team in this league bro Gomez was telling Icardi in the Fenerbahce game to be a little bit more respectful, you know. Like, that, that was a deserved win and players were taking picks and everything. He didn't want to take <sighs> yeah. picks and he didn't want to, you know, A bit too much character. Overboard. Yeah, I was Amanda, but I guess shopping. I'll be right. That was like, look what this guy's thinking of, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, in general, Galatasaray players are with character, sure. Oh, except for one. Um, who was the left back or right back? Scumbag, Fenerbahce looking like, you know, those three stooges guy. Shener? Shener? Shener, I know, except for him. I, I such a Shener was Fatih Terim kept him in check, though, as he usually does. Yeah, yeah of course. Shener, but I didn't really I get do? that vibe Sometimes. from him. Some it must be... Uh... I didn't get it while he was here either. I, I got the vibe when he was at Fenerbahce, but all players, when they go to Fenerbahce, they instantly turn into some douchebags, but that's a different story. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, well, and that's so, yeah, what losing final... does to you, right? You, frustrations... <laughs> Keeping in, inside, you don't get to bang your wife, and that's what happens. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so we finished off our last um, change with Fredrik Mitro coming in for Torreira. Mm. And so that was, yeah, I don't know, the second half, um, we definitely weren't as Okay, okay, good. thank you. Salam alaikum, my friend. Salam alaikum. bom bom. Bye. bom bom. Torreira, you did an excellent job, man. Honestly, he was everywhere that game. Bravo! That was me. That's Every vibes. time he stole the ball from a counterattack, bro. 13, no, 13 balls stolen, bro. 13. He has a record at Sampdoria for 14, okay? Absolute legend. He was everywhere. He was, he was truly everywhere. Like, the amount of times he came back and tackled it from behind cleanly, I was left in awe, like I sometimes I didn't even expect it. Like I, I would see Hatay coming, and out of nowhere, you see this little guy come from behind and make the most cleanest, perfect tackle. So many times, bro. And he was safe too. He he didn't go into challenges recklessly. Yeah, like that's e that's easy to do when you're like hyped and winning challenges. Sometimes you lose focus. He didn't lose focus either. That and he was made it so an amazing performance for Nelson and Abdul Kerim. I would have loved seeing Marcao together with Torreira. They would have oh, yeah. owned it. I mean, yeah. we're still doing good with yeah. Abdul Kerim and Nelson. Can you imagine being a Hatay player? You get the ball and you see like an open field in front of you. You're just licking your lips, right? John would say that. <laughs> Ready to go and score. But then this little guy 
<laughs> this little guy just comes out of nowhere, takes the ball from you, and he says, I l- adios, amigo, and he just brings it back into their own half. I think they must see it like, you know, those uh, bull bullfighter things, like uh, with the red drapes and shit. <laughs> so the Hatay Sport people, yeah, when they get the ball, Matadors. So the Hatay Sport players, when they get the ball, they see a bull coming at them, like... Torera, <laughs> and they don't know what to do. That's how it is probably for them. Yeah, dude, I don't know. It was great. I loved seeing him play. People were like, ah, Bakon can, you know, actually do... Nah, Bakon cannot do what Torera does. Bakon does what he does really well, but mm. Torera is just a different beast. I can't believe we pulled this guy. It's actually nuts that we have him on our team. He's ours. We paid him off. And he's, he's our ours, player. yes. Yeah, I know. I know. That's what can I'm I, Can I ask a controversial question? Of and course. you don't have to answer this. Torreira or Brazilian Fernando? Uh, That's a good question. Oh, okay. For this team, for this team, absolutely Torreira. With the amount of pressing that we do, Torreira, hands down. Yeah. Tor- I, I, wow. Difficult decision. I am. I say Torreira as well currently because I also know he has what it takes to be there in the attack. And and we've seen that at the Fener game as well, uh, where Okan just let him play attacking uh, midfield player instead of Berkan. Yeah, Fernando was yeah. great, but Torreira is just a whole More different versatile beast, man. as well. Yeah. yeah. And one we got him at I, a younger age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing that I actually liked about Fernando that Torreira doesn't have is long balls. his ability to those play those long balls, yeah. which, you know, relating to this team, Torreira doesn't need that. Mm-mm. He's got a maestro of a long ball player next to him in Sergio. How nice Bardak was Sergio's Chizou. balls that game? Bardak too, correct. But Sergio and the long balls, mm-hmm. he always finds the opposing winger on the sideline, perfectly weighted pass. He's This is his thing now. Like He's consistently doing this so well. I'm just imagining, what if like second half, I mean, first half was amazing. Second half, what a bit, uh, okay, you know, not as... What if it was a draw at the end of the second half? How would have we spoke today? I wonder. Obviously, we wouldn't be as happy. You know, we are going on eight for eight right now. And that's a record held by people like Fatih Tatum and Mustafa Denizli. You know, we would have been upset that he wouldn't be able to reach it. Also, coming off the derby, it would have been, it would have been let's be real, we wouldn't be as happy as we are now. Mm-hmm. But it won't be the end of the world because, you know, still we have plenty of games to go. We have plenty of games to play at home. Sure. But plenty of like time to make game it wise from who came in the second half, I think to me, Berkan Kutlu and Srashitska, they weren't that great this game. Uh, Berkan, yeah, he did. He wasn't the Fenerbahce Berkan for sure. Obviously, he came in later. And Rashitska, I have no clue what happened, but he is not worth five more than Rashidza, five million, let's, okay me. look Rashidza he's a winger great up until he can world, be good sure but yeah if you don't show it up until the world cup yeah and then like i won't give you more than five i mean three yeah four. i don't think we're gonna give him more than five or whatever because mm-hmm. i think our priority priority is icardi but what i was gonna say is before the world cup he was actually so good Seeing you, how bad Yunus was, right? He wasn't great, and then he got sick. Let's be, let's remember this kid had a really bad cold, and he still played despite mm-hmm. that. So there's True. going to be a little bit of loss in form, right? And and, and that's like, also 
the reason why we see this, in my opinion, is because Okamboro switches up tactics and gameplay against different opponents. We talked about you have this to. last you have to last podcast as well. And and the only thing you do see consistent indeed is like okay, the pressing is really some of something of an identity that we implemented with Gallus, right? That press, I was gonna ask you something. This game press. is more of what you wanted, was it not? The more dominant uh, type of yes, gameplay. We had true. sixty. That's why I loved it? it. Yeah, we had almost sixty plus prese- uh, possession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, first half. 60? That's why I said like the first half was the best half I've watched uh, for a while. Exactly how I wanted it, and second half could have been better, but still okay, I guess. So. I mean, what I'm trying, what I was trying to tell you back then is that I, I believe this team can play like that when needed to, right? And in the end, here you go. Like you wanted that team to did a, like establish a base, which we did. Nelson and Abdul Kadim came onto their own half. They were in their own half on the halfway line, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we we just pressed them. We did not give them ball control. We passed around them from time to time. We did exactly what you want. So. Do you do you like do you see what I'm saying? Do you believe that we can actually have that type of identity too? But switch up now, like we sure, can actually I, play I the we game. Can we sure. if we didn't I like play it, the same it's a different game. thing. That's yeah, a look, different we, thing. We played a little. People say we played like an Anadolu team against Fenerbahce. I don't really agree uh, that much because we we pressed like crazy. Yeah, but we played different game versus Fener versus Besiktas versus Bashak. We didn't go out with the same game plan in any of those games. Yeah. So this goes to show that Okamboda can't switch up his gameplay mm-hmm. from team to team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and one final thing I want to add to the second half. The reason Torreira, uh, I'm sorry, the reason Dubois and Boe were able to move completely up as wingers was Torreira. He single-handedly allowed that for them. He's it, an insurance it's policy, It's just ridiculous bro. how he played. It's a uh, award-winning game for him. So, Absolutely. with that said, um, let's move on to predictions. So we don't have anything else on the game uh, against Hatay Sport. Yasin, if you have anything to add. No, I think we covered pretty much everything. All right. So we got next game against Alanya Spor, a Turkish Cup game. Ant- Antalya Spor. Oh, that one. Okay. Well, Antalya is a league game, right? Yeah, yeah. I, yep, you're right. Which well, one's first? No, no, Alanya. Alanya. Right. I forgot about that one. Yeah. So that's on Tuesday, 17th of January, which is in two, three, four days or something like that. Um, yeah. What do you guys think of that? I don't know what the position of Alanya in the league or where they stand. I think it's like eighth, ninth. So. Yeah. So you want to take this over or should I? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It, this is tough. Because we're playing away, I think it's it's a cup game. I don't know how much focus is going to be there. I don't know how much care Alanya is going to put towards this game because a cup a cup is something that they can actually win as opposed to Super League. So they might put a little bit more extra effort. Um, I haven't been tracking them, but I'm still going to stay confident in my team. Of course, I'll say I'll say three one win. Three mm. one win. Okay. Okay. I'm obviously I'm not going to give my prediction. Yeah, it's been working, man. <laughs> Ever since uh, you stopped giving predictions, we've been winning. And uh, I mean, the more you say that, the more the the, <laughs> yeah, the magic yeah, yeah. of it. it, it that's all you, man. It's all you. 
Well, uh, Francesco Farioli, team of him, I rated him in the be- in his beginning years. He was doing really good. I don't know what happened the past two years. It's been of um yeah, it's been less with him. But in in general, I think two zero will beat the uh, will beat Alanya and move on. Alanya has picked up form though lately. They beat um, Trabzonspor five nil bro. <laughs> That's insane in it. Yeah, we remember that when we were discussing it. But we're not Trabzonspor, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the difference. Yeah. yeah so what about the uh, Antalya game? What do you guys think about that? Yeah, when is the Antalya game? It's a Turkish league game, and an important note: if we win this game, it will be Okan Buruk's ninth win in a row, which will be marked in history. I don't think any other coach has accomplished that. Not even Fatih Terim. Uh, I think sure Fatih Terim has eight. I read some other sources that he did win nine in a row. Mm. I didn't fact check it myself, but there was apparently some, you know, differences in people's statements about that. So either way, he's definitely making history. Exactly, yeah. it's it's very good what he's doing for sure. And Antalya, I think the only worry I have in general when teams are close to the relegation spots, and Antalya scores fifteenth, which is like one place above it. It's super dangerous. They become like Real Madrid and Barcelona. I don't know what happens in their motivation, just not to relegate or something. It becomes super dangerous. And that's the only worry I have. But from what I understand, Yasin, there's an important yep. factor as well. Yes, sir. Which? Oh, me? Sure. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so they got quite a bit of injuries and suspensions going on, which even makes it easier for us. Dolkan uh, Sinek, the kid that they used to have, was sold to Hull City, which yeah. returned recently on loan, which scored a goal today in his first appearance back. Unfortunately, got injured. So he will be missing that game. Mm-hmm. They have another player, Gacha. he says. Unfortunately for him, I feel bad. He's, he's a good player. Uh, unfortunately for Antalya Spor. Fortunately for us. Uh, Gacha, another player, is injured for them. Freddie, another player that usually plays for them pretty often, is injured. Haji Wright, Mr. American striker, is injured. I think he got injured today. Another very important player for them, Fernando, in their midfield, got a red card today. Mm. So he's going to be missing our game as well. And another player, Fedor Kudryashov, the guy that I think Emre Mm. praised last time we played them in Antalya as a center back, I believe. He's missing as well. He got carded today, so... That's a lot of injuries. That's a lot of cards. I already thought we would win comfortably. Now I think we're definitely going to win comfortably. Mm-hmm. I made a prediction of 6 nothing, um last time for this game, which we were on track for at halftime. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the fun of it, I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess 6 nothing again, just for the fun of it. But um, yeah, what do you guys think? <laughs> okay, okay. Damn. Damn. I'm not allowed to think. You're... you're, you're- that's the disrespect against Nuri Shine. He's the coach, yeah. <laughs> don't don't he's, forget. He's a coach, but again, you know, he has a lot of players. Yeah. What uh, happened to getting Nuri Shine? By the way, what happened to Nuri Shine? Why is he fifteenth in the league? I don't know, but uh, after he beat Trabzon five two, that's where everything started going downhill for him. He got the Trabzon curse, huh? Yeah, I don't know what happened. I rate him as a coach. I think he's uh, he has what it he takes character. to be a solid coach. Yeah, he man. has that Galatasaray I, I, character. I'd, I'd rather not have us comment about him 
until after we play, maybe because mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a little superstitious. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so let's maybe you save those comments for after. I'm I'm gonna <laughs> say uh, three zero. I I feel like we're gonna keep the zero again. I don't know why. If we keep getting these clean sheets, I think Mushler is on track to make a break a record too. Really? I don't think so. I think he had a, he had a killer season in 2013-14. I think it was the season where he scored a goal as well. The whole team scored a goal. How insane is that? Every player scores a goal. Anyway. That'd be great. <laughs> Not to uh, dwell too much about it. Um, did you guys have anything else to mention? I think that about wraps everything up, right? We spoke about everything we needed to. Yeah, yeah, and just a just a separate request to all listeners: if there's any criticism, if there's anything that you really like that you want us to keep doing, please let us know on Twitter and all that. Just a separate request from myself directly. So we had we have any listener? Yeah, um, but we might have answered those already. Let's have a look. This one is from Taha Joshkun two three three at Twitter. He's saying, what did you guys think about Icardi last game? He was pretty pissed off that he couldn't score. Um, that's one. Was that the case? I, I think I did see some things about him going to the dressing room and Okan answering this question as well, right? Yeah, just yeah. to quickly answer that one. I don't think any official comment was made. They did ask Okan in the post-game uh, conference what happened? Yeah, he said, I actually just simply said, room. "Yeah, I went to the dressing room. I didn't see what happened. I saw rumors of Icardi being annoyed that you know he didn't get the passing that he offered to his teammates. Uh, I saw rumors of him being frustrated that the team kind of dropped off in the second half instead of attacking like we did in the first. But in my personal opinion, I don't think there's anything to worry about. He's I, been a great character, and everybody seems to be getting along quite well. So." Yeah. Yasin, I, I heard another rumor that he needed to take a shit. That's why he like went to the dressing room <laughs> immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Possible. Anything. Possible. And then uh, another question from Gesili Limon, Genjo Vekili. Do you think there's a possibility we can get Icardi? I hope so. My I man. Think, I, I hope think so. it's possible. Yes, it is. I think you it's think possible. You think so? Yeah, yeah. PSG Dude, this guy. has a lot of money. PSG doesn't worry about selling him for a high transfer fee. The only thing PSG worries about is his salary. And the question is, can we get, not can we get Icardi? Because yes, we can. Erdan Timur goes to that desk and pulls it there. The question is, can we pay Icardi? And that's Listen, the question we should ask. And in this planet where you gave Falcao 5 million plus euros, as wages okay if we can do that for sure if if he's worth that much then Icardi's worth twice that amount okay so we'll get sponsors we'll find people no 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 no. that's that's a lot of money at the end of the day but I think we can hopefully find somewhere in between Emre obviously the the currency is way worse now than it was with Falcao and Falcao was a huge mistake already but I think the question is, does Icardi want to stay here? Because at the end of the day, he is the one that decides how much money he's going to request to play. Or is it if Wanda? We can, 
I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a mixture of both, but he seems happy here. He he has a lot of comfort. He has a lot of flexibility. Coach, if coach stays, which I hope he does, the two have a good relationship, respectful so far. He's a star on the team. You have fans getting tattoos of Icardi. Did oh, you guys yeah. see that yeah, one? Yeah. <laughs> so if he's happy. And- bleaching their hair. Yeah, man. And he had an interview. Uh, I don't know the details of it, but I saw that he said he's happy here. He he relates to home when he's here with the atmosphere and that the way fans treat him and respect him. So those are all good signs. Um, we'll see what happens. I, Honestly, I hope he does stay. I don't know, man. If he has a really good season with us, I can see other people, other teams wanting to snatch him away from PSG, being like, oh, we'll pay his wages. You just leave him to us. You know what I mean? It's It's very... Dude... This guy is way too good for our league. Just way nah, too good. There, there, there's no team that will pay that amount as well. Are you serious? Yeah, no, for uh, sure, man. Bro, he can go to Saudi Arabia easily where they're yeah, paying only Ronaldo Saudi Arabia. Okay, million. that's different. Okay. No, not like any respectable club. But. So, yeah, if three, three and a half, or at least like if we do a contract with performance um, clauses where if he's ill or injured he doesn't get that much obviously then i'd be fine as well but um we're gonna see man it's gonna be an interesting ride like last episode we said we need to start planning already right gomez is gonna be gone next uh, year and uh defo gone exactly so we will see i i heard we already started discussions with psg just to get a feel for what yeah. they're looking for i've done two more indeed so, so already started uh, to uh, pull it out Exactly, I, <laughs> I, I have full trust in Adam Tuma. He, he's, he, he is he's, incredible. He nicknames, and we're very lucky. Uh, what was his nickname? The, the negotiator or Mister Convincing? Mister Convincing. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So let's hope Mister Convincing. Is back? You think Dursun Uzbek is a little jealous of Adam Tuma by any chance? Because nope, Adam no. Tuma gets all the praise. I don't see Dursun Uzbek getting any praise. Dursun. Uh, we said a donkey doesn't hit his ass twice, and I said when he was elected, I said uh, he'll do a good season, uh, and he was—he's a good unit teacher. He's a good manager, man. So yeah, let's let's give him a shout out here. I know. We Dur- didn't want surat, him. We love you, man. Yeah, fuck yeah, this. You're doing good. Keep up the good work. All right, and that's our cue, boys. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Yasin. Thank you, Emre. We all love you. Love you too, bro. We all love, love each too. other. We all love the community. We all love Galatasaray. And we all love you for listening all the way to the end. So if you want to show some appreciation, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. Our handle is at the Lions Den GS. And the last time, we love you. Have a good evening, morning, afternoon. See you. It's a wrap.